Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to One Meal, One Workout, episode 30. I'm laughing because I just blew the intro on the first day. But luckily, thanks to the wonders of the podcast, we were able to edit that out and make the podcast sound seamless and perfect as if it was correctly recorded the first time. So anyway, episode 30, this is going to be an infra- interesting episode because we don't have a guest, we don't have a topic, but we do have some awesome content. And I'm going to tell you about it once we get into it, but uh, I really am <clears throat> quite fired up about it and, and ready to talk about it. And uh, hopefully I can just keep myself under control enough that I make sense and don't babble. Uh, so Luckily, I have two guys here with me that can help keep me on the straight and narrow, flying the right road, through the eye of the needle, keeping the narrow path, keeping my, my hat on straight and my eye on the prize, moving the right way and heading the right direction. And they are Mark Cockrell and Don Sullivan. Hello, gentlemen. That was a much better string of cliches, Aaron. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ah, Mark. Yes, sir. You know, even though I am personally Sin Pollo, uh, others are not. So talk to me about your warm-up topic that I see in our awesome show notes. Well, I was just going to say, we we talked last week about the whole Weight Watchers thing, and, and Don was talking about uh, cooking meals, cooking Weight Watchers meals and stuff at home. And um, I just had the simplest of tips. You know, often one of the reasons people overeat or, or rather eat the worst things is because they don't plan ahead. And We've talked about that before, uh, you know, checking a rest- menu before we go to a restaurant or whatever. But cooking at home can be a good way to do that. And uh, one of the things that I've sort of rediscovered uh, recently is the awesome power of the chicken. For Aaron, for you, we could we could throw in pork loin instead of chicken. I love um, pork loin. But boil a chicken. Take a pot. Put a chicken in it. Throw in some carrots and some onions and some, you know, whatever root vegetables Question. you like. Yes. Do you recommend plucking it and or killing it first? Uh, ideally, yes. Okay. Uh, you can actually buy those already killed. So that mm. might be the good way to do it. Um, I'm not familiar with chicken much because I'm allergic to it. Yeah. So. so just put those, put a chicken in a pot for like two hours, walk away from it, forget about it. And it's amazing the things you can do with that. It, just as it is, it's a soup. You've already made a soup just by uh, boiling the chicken. Or you what can, happens if you added noodles to that? You could throw some noodles in there, make a noodle soup. You could, uh, what my wife does is uh, she cuts up strips of flour tortillas, puts them in there, and it becomes chicken and dumplings. Um, and there's all sorts of things you can do and they taste good. They, it's relatively low fat. You got the chicken fat in there, but that's it. I mean, you just got the chicken fat and you got like a chicken's worth of fat in three gallons of stock. And I would think that you could take some like, uh, pick it a gallo and maybe some black olives, not too many though, and a little bit of cheese and some of that chicken and put it in a low, like a wheat tortilla or some kind of healthier tortilla. And that would be a wonderful lunch. Right. Yeah. Once you shred that chicken. If you don't want to use the stock and make a soup out of it, you can, again, you can make a sandwich out of it. There's all sorts of amazing things you can do with the humble chicken, and they're cheap. You can get a whole chicken for like six bucks, and that'll feed a family of four or five easily. So it's uh, just go back to your roots. Ask your grandma how to boil a chicken and go from there. <laughs> That's my advice for this week. That's awesome. You know, I, I would think, you know, as, especially if you were to focus on the veggies, and let the chicken be just the flavor additive and not eat half of the chicken right. in the first meal. You know, like, like I was saying, like put some, put some lettuce and some tomato and a little bit of cheese and some, maybe some guacamole and uh, 
some cilantro. Now I'm getting hungry again. I just ate. Put it all in a nice corn tortilla and maybe heat it up a little bit. The cheese melts nice. Anyway, that would be awesome. If I could only eat it, I'll have to do that with pork loin. <laughs> so, Don, are Aaron, you excited? I'm very excited, yes. What are you excited about? Well, again, the uh, little get-together Eat Weight Watchers weigh each other group that we've had. Um, we did our first weigh-in a week ago, and we did our newest weigh-in last night, and I've already lost six pounds in a week. I'm very, very excited about that. Awesome. And I'm already starting to feel a little crazy again. I kind of feel like you kind of have to feel like a crazy person whenever you're doing all this stuff because, you know, you just nobody, nobody cares about being healthy, really. I mean, it's so much easier to just go eat hamburgers and watch television, you know. It's funny, Don, because you're really you've, you've actually touched on the topic for tonight a little bit. Indeed. So. Indeed. I'm aware. I'm Keep I'm talking. segueing you, Aaron. We're gonna lead right into it. You can well, don't do, do it. it yet because I've got two more warm up items. But anyway, don't, go ahead. I was just oh, like a word man, of warning. I was gonna say if you just don't say the word asynchronously, you will yeah. just do great. Yeah. <laughs> when, it's Don, all right. when Don we'll gets excited, he gets those crazy Manson eyes, and he, uh, it does. It's a he opens weird. his eyes just opens his eyes just slightly more. <laughs> Indeed, but yeah, I'm I'm out there running, and I'm like thinking this is great. I can do this. I'm out here. I'm gonna make this happen, and I'm not gonna eat a bunch of potato chips when I get home and cause I run during lunch. And like one of my big things was just eating potato chips when I eat lunch, man, I love potato chips. They're great. And they don't love me back. So well, Aaron, all I this just stuff say, starts to add up and, and it just makes you feel good. It makes you feel like, you know, something that people don't know. It's awesome. I just got to yeah. say this episode is coming at a time in my life where I need it. I am, um, I'm off the, the, the bandwagon, so to speak. I, I'm really having a hard time getting motivated, uh, you know, as a result of you know, the injury. I couldn't work out at all. And, 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 yep. and I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm not, I don't have that excitement that Don has. So I need you to pump me up, Eric. Well, I've got that excitement today. So we're going to, we're going to kick it up a notch. We're going to take it to the next level. We're going to, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Give 110%. That's my favorite one. Oh, man. I hate that one. I, I, I honestly, I cringe, especially when people that I love and respect say 110%. It just drives me crazy. I, I, I can't help it. I don't know why, but it does. Uh, all right. So you can't, you don't like giving 110 parts out of 100 parts, Aaron? <laughs> you know, I tried it one time and the universe collapsed upon itself. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so before we get too far into, into the exciting topic for tonight, just a couple quick things. I didn't want to forget to throw this out there. And I, I, I would remember it later on in the show, probably, but just wanted to throw it out there. Um, we talked. We had a whole episode dedicated to technology and fitness, and I don't believe we mentioned this app. A friend of mine turned me onto it the other day. Loseit.com. There's also a mobile app for it. It is super simple to use. One of the easiest I've seen as far as entering. It's broken down: breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snack. It's got uh, a lot of restaurant stuff already in there. It has a barcode scanner built into it, so you can just scan an item, set your quantity. Really easy to set your quantities. You can repeat meals. If you use the, eat the same meal over and over, you can pull your favorite foods out really easy. You can enter your calories you burned in your exercise if you have some way of doing that, like if you use another application like RunKeeper or something. There are lots of apps that do this, but this is the one I'm using right now uh, for me, uh, just kind of refocusing myself and kind of getting a handle on what I'm eating right now. And it's been great, and it works works fantastic. Loseit.com. And Aaron, you know one of the awesomest parts about that that app or the website, I don't know if it actually shows up on the app, but whenever you tell it that you want to lose weight, you can tell it how much weight you want to lose yes, total yes. and then how much you want to lose 
Um, you can choose like a half pound a week or a pound a week or two pounds a week or what. I don't think it'll let you get over two pounds a week. But what's really encouraging is it tells you if you lose two pounds a week, you will meet your weight loss goal by such and such a date. And right. I put in there, I wanted to lose a hundred pounds. And it told me that I could meet my weight loss goal before Christmas of this year. And you really don't think about that stuff, but man, that hit home for me looking at that and thinking, man, if I lost two pounds a week for the rest of the year, I really would be a hundred pounds lighter by Christmas. I'd be under 200 pounds before Christmas. Yeah. And it's really just what we talk about all the time. You don't lose a hundred pounds. You lose two pounds a week. He's getting those Manson eyes again, Aaron. I know it. Don's fired up, man. He's he's got the fever. Um, Yeah. And it's really funny because... Uh, I've actually, I actually remember having that thought when I hit 50 pounds that I, you know, I've already hit 50 pounds, but I can't imagine losing 100 pounds. And then before I know it, I was hitting 100 pounds. You know, the time we always talk about how fast time passes, and it, it's so true. Um, and it just before you know it, if you just keep doing those things and one after another, one after another, one after another, one after another, don't lose hope. You know, like the scripture says, don't don't grow weary in doing the small things. Uh, you'll you'll reach that goal one little step at a time. But before we go too far into the exciting topic of today, in the news, what if I told you, Mark, and what if I told you, Don R. Sullivan, that you could chew gum and lose weight? What would you say? Do I have to what chew gum and gum? talk at the same time? No, but you got to walk into a bank during a sci-fi movie and say, I'm here to... <laughs> Sorry. A little, uh, little They Live <laughs> reference there. Yeah, they uh, A study came out uh, late last year and they they apparently successfully able to put this hormone called PYY um, in gum. And what this hormone does, it is one of the critical hormones that helps you feel full after you're eating, after you eat. Uh, and so you chew this gum, and that hormone goes into your bloodstream, and it makes you feel full. The chemical fullness. Now, of course, it doesn't make your belly feel full. But it does that chemical fill, that, that the mental fullness that you get. After you eat, people always talk about eat slow because you're not blah, blah, blah. You know, sense supposedly works kind of a similar way with the smell thing. But they're saying that they might, this might be something that actually is doable in the future. Um, and I don't know whether, I don't know whether they're expecting you to chew it beforehand or how it all work, but, uh, it's, it's interesting that that's an idea. So, you know, they say you could eat a balanced meal and then chew a stick of gum. And, uh, so the PYY supplement will begin to kick in about three or four hours later, helping you suppress your hunger before your next meal comes. I guess is the way they're really thinking about doing it. So about the time you start getting hungry again, you chew this gum and you don't get hungry again, then you eat at your regular time. Instead of like me, I know I tend to be very snacky right before a meal. You guys suffer that same ailment? Indeed. Usually before a meal, I'm hungry. I want to eat something. I'll just get something small. You know. Somebody kill Don and replace him with a Cylon marker. <laughs> you're, you're Ciloning out he, on us, he Don. Got, he got a little too crazy, and Scott yeah. couldn't handle him anymore. So I think he said that he does get snacky before meals, and he'll usually just eat something small. Is that what you said, Don? Just not if that was correct. Uh, we just lost him entirely. He's. I'll, I'll just say he's nodding. Yeah, he's nodding. We'll pretend he is. How about you, Mark? Do you typically... Uh, Feel I, snacky before meal. I can get do- the munchies, yeah, definitely. But uh, typically, it just takes a little tiny, like you know, one little something, just to tell my body, okay, food is on the way, and then I'm good. Yeah, that's excellent. So, uh, Don, are you back with us? 
Indeed. Okay, perfect. All right, so you know we, we're kind of hitting all around. So I just want to tell, relate a quick story about myself. Um, if you if you follow my blog, you may have already seen the posting about it. Uh, but I, just, I, I want to kind of just talk about this whole mental thing. I have been at the quote unquote weight loss game for a year and a half now. So over the Christmas holidays, let me back up. Let me preface it even more. I hit my my initial goal uh, around May. That was kind of my original initial plateau goal, and that's kind of where I hit at at about 240. And I stayed there um, pretty much May, June, July, August, September, right around within a pound or two of 240. I got down to 237, maybe up to 242. That was right around there, 235. And then I my lowest was 233, <clears throat> just being real transparent about my numbers. And then I got hurt in the 1st of September, and I crept up to 245 or so. And I was pretty happy. I think I even mentioned it on the show that I was pretty happy that I held about 245, considering I did almost no physical activity as far as running or anything like that for a couple of months. Um, so then, so that was September, October. November thing came around Thanksgiving. I, I did fine over that holiday. Didn't do too bad. But then uh, I kind of let myself go a little bit uh, at the end of Thanksgiving, leading into Christmas. And uh, I had gained a couple of pounds, got up to like 247, I think is what it was. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going on this vacation. It's a 10-day vacation. I'm going to just eat whatever I want while I want and just kind of experience the old life and see if it was as wonderful as I fondly remember it. You know, when I could eat anything I want whenever I wanted, that kind of thing. So I did that. I ate anything I wanted every time I wanted and rode in a car for 38 hours and did not move at all, which is bad for this plan also. So like I said in my blog, my plan was uh, two parts experiment, one part stupid or something like that. Two parts experiment, one part one part uh, bad. And so I got back home Saturday night, which I normally don't weigh in the evenings anyway, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and jump on the scale and see what 10 days of eating whatever I wanted did to me. I jumped on the scale, Mark, Don, and it didn't say 250. Didn't say 260. It said 270.0, 270 pounds. Ouch. I was 37 pounds at that moment over my lowest weight. And I was about 23 pounds over 20, yeah, 23 pounds over the last time I'd weighed in, which had only been like two weeks before. Well, I knew a lot of it was just food in my belly from eating all day and water weight from drinking a bunch of drinks while I was driving. And so I said, well, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to wake up the next morning and weigh. Next morning I weighed in 263. So I lost seven pounds overnight. Uh, some of that. How did you do water, it? Some of it was just water weight, and 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 I hope I don't have to explain to you what the other of it may have been. But uh, so two seventy. I was down to two sixty three. So now I'm so thirty pounds over my lowest weight, and what is that? Seventeen pounds over my most recent weigh in two weeks before. So I said, "All right, this you know this is this is proven to me that I cannot just go out willy nilly and act like an idiot and eat anything I want anytime I want it." Uh, I'm not magically now fat proof in any way. And it even more proved to me that I did not actually feel better about myself, more satiated, happier, more comforted or anything by eating more food. If anything, I felt worse because I, got, I felt bloated and I felt heavy and I felt tired. And so, uh, you know, the, the post, the blog post I did is called the grass is not greener. And so what I've decided for myself that that has lost all pull all desire for me to go back to that old lifestyle. I'm, I'm never going to look at somebody eating a chili cheeseburger again and say, man, I wish I could have a chili cheeseburger. If I really want a chili cheeseburger, I can have a chili cheeseburger. But I don't want that whole lifestyle of eating like that. So long story short, that was Saturday night, 270. As of this morning, I weighed 255. 
250 something. Let me see what I weighed this morning. I don't want to lie to you. Are you really doing Steve Austin sounds? Yes. As of this morning, I weigh 252. So I've lost 18 pounds since Saturday night, uh, which is crazy. Um, a lot of it obviously was water weight and just food that had built up, you know, however many pounds of food you can pack into your gullet by eating everything you can see in front of you over the, uh, over a few days period. I'm 18 pounds down. I, I'm hoping by Saturday I'll be below 250. Uh, I was 252 this morning, so I, I surely expect to be below 250 on Saturday morning. And then I'm hoping in another, I'm hoping to lose three or four pounds a week for the first few weeks to get back down to two, low 240s. And then my goal this time is to go all the way on down to 220, which is my ultimate kind of goal weight, give or take a pound or two. So I'm, I am, uh, I am scared straight and the grass is not greener and it's really kind of snapped me out of my own kind of, kind of got lethargic with my process. So Mark, I don't know if any of that does anything for you at all. Um, but let me tell you. That if you can get on the, if you can wave at the wagon and tell them to stop, <laughs> catch up, jump on the wagon, strap yourself to it, uh, and ride it to the end, it's, it's worth it because I already feel better. I've already got my energy back. I'm already starting to feel, even just after what's day, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm already feeling like my quote unquote new old self, old new self. Yes. But wait, there's more to continue with the theme that we had earlier. Um, just to share, I have had a similar experience to Aaron and got scared straight. Uh, we've talked about a little bit about me being in this group of folks that have decided to make changes. And I was already kind of on that progr- program, progr- make progress or whatever. Uh, and if you follow along with me, I don't know if I talked about it. I guess that was on my episode that I got down to like 250. And I've lost six pounds this week, but I'm not at 244. I am now <laughs> at uh, 286. So Ooh. I got up to 292. I gained almost 50 pounds back. I lost 100. That's half of my pro- half half of my progress. I did not realize this really. I knew I'd gained some weight, but I whenever I stepped on the scale, I realized what 7 months of nothing did to me and it was it was almost depressing until I realized that I'd already done a whole lot more than this before. Uh, Don, you know? how long did it take you to lose the hundred pounds the first time? Um, all told, probably about fifteen months. Yeah, so in fifteen months you lost a hundred, and in half of the time you gained half of it back. So there really Indeed. is sort of a uh, an immediate one to one sort of thing going on there. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah, it, uh, go ahead, Mark. Well, I was just going to, you went, you went back to where you had been and you were headed back to where you were, you know, the, the same uh, behavior was begetting the same results. Well, it's, it's really a slippery slope to use yet another cliche because all those little things that you have to build up to make all the progress, it's so easy to just let one slip by and then another one slips by and then, you know, you just don't do something else today. And then you don't do something else tomorrow because that's really all it is. You have to do something. You know, you have to think about what you're eating. You have to make the decision to go out and exercise. And it's just so much easier to not do stuff. Mark, what's the quote about um, all it takes for bad things to happen is for good men to do nothing? That's pretty much it. 
Yeah, so all it takes is all it takes for fat things to happen is for skinny men to do nothing. I think we need to call this one the cliche episode. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? What I've been kind of where I've circled around to, I'm, I'm revisiting some of my original things. I'm actually gone back and read some of my original blog posts, uh, which I'm going to talk about one here in a minute. Uh, when I first started blogging on my old erroneous findings blog that I didn't port all over to one meal workout, but I, I've, I've thought about again, I, I'm doing the, the food diary, but the, the big thing that I realized was how many little things, go, you know, going back to my friend with the M&M bowl, uh, that I was eating that were not giving me any satisfaction and were ended up pretty much being empty calories, you know, uh, for example, today I was at a a, a site thing a thing out for my for my day job, um, and I call this my night job, but we don't make any money at it yet. So at my day job, and we were uh, and it was lunch was provided, and they had a brisket chili, by the way, Mark, which was kind of interesting. I know you like brisket and you like chili, and it was interesting. It was okay, but um, they had dessert. They had assorted desserts, is what it said. They weren't named; they just said assorted. And I made sure I clarified with the person who told me. I said, that is A-S-S-O-R-T-E-D, not A space S-O-R-D-I-D, correct? <laughs> and they're, they're like, yes, assorted desserts. You know, I could have went over there and got a piece of cheesecake or a big piece of fudge chocolate cake. But I was like, you know what? I'm already full. I don't really need it. I'm not somebody that just craves sweets. So why not just pass that 300 calories and get the equivalent of running a 5K calorie-wise for free? Takes no time, no effort. I actually have to do less to get it. <laughs> I have to not walk over there to get to to lose 300 calories out of my today out of my day's plan, and so that's what I did. I just like I just passed on the on the dessert, you know. Uh, and I've just started trying to do that, passing on those things that really don't give me any satisfaction. I don't really. I'm sure that piece of cheesecake could have been fine, but I didn't. I don't miss it. I didn't miss it. I don't. You know, it was just an opportunity to carve some calories out of my diet and uh, be a, make a little healthier, smarter choice. So. Don, were you going to say something? I thought you looked like you were going to say something there a minute ago. Were you just scratching your elbow? I'm just scratching my elbow, but I will add that it's always the worst whenever you see something like that, like assorted desserts. They're just throwing stuff out there for a dessert. It's not anything spectacular, or else it would be some kind of showpiece. And it's not going to be, it'll probably be pretty good, but it's going to be okay. It's work food. It's buffet food. It's not going to be anything that blows your mind. And you're going to go over there and eat it and just think, Eh, why would you, like you said, it's like 300 calories. Why would you even, that this doesn't make any sense, but it takes sitting there and thinking about it for just two seconds instead of just walking over there and popping one in your mouth before you realize it's not worth it. It really is. I mean, it's, eh, it's fine. I mean, it's like I said, it's just kind of a, meh. Anytime you're, anytime you can describe your food as meh, <laughs> that's not, that's not a, uh, you know, that's not a, a reason to uh, to go chug a bunch of calories. So it's really funny. I just realized I reposted a blog post from my old blog and put it the wrong title. But um, <sighs> maybe I didn't. Maybe I just didn't do a very good job of uh, typecasting it, typesetting it. I think that's what I did. No, there it is. It's right. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just babbling. Uh, Can you imagine what it's like to be in his head all the time, people? It must be maddening. <laughs> It's tiring, I tell you, but it's also really nice because I have, live in a happy world. Just um, the other day, just a quick anecdote. The other day, my wife, uh, after I had eaten dinner, she took my plate and said, uh, would you like some more or have you had enough? 
And I said, the answer to both of those questions is yes, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to be stopping right there. Thank you. That's correct, sir. Good answer. $1,000 to Mark. All right. Uh, I wish I had money to give you for that, Mark, but I don't. So this post that I did a while back, back in the day uh, was called You're Not the Boss of Me. And uh, it was it's talking about a diet and the diet not being my boss and that kind of thing. But what I wanted to pull out of this and share with everybody tonight uh, is my three questions. And to be honest with you, I had, I had gotten to do them as a habit. And then I kind of forgot about them after a year, you know, of doing this, kind of got away from them. And so what I started doing when I, because I used to be a snacker um, as well as an overeater. So I would not only eat too much at dinner, but then an hour and a half later, I get up and go in the kitchen and open the refrigerator and get something else out and eat it just because I was bored or, or whatever. I, you know, it's, it's a food addict, habitual overeater. So I came up with these three questions that I asked myself. Question number one, am I truly hungry? And I would ask myself standing there with this with the refrigerator with the refrigerator open. Am I truly hungry? If I couldn't if I couldn't unequivocally say yes, if the answer was no, I just don't even go to the other questions. Just close the door and walk away. And you know, I'm kind of a black and white, um, yes and no, all or nothing, every everything in, hundred percent or zero percent, all the way. Sorry, <laughs> guy. And so that worked for me. Maybe it won't work for you, but for me. If I just stop and ask myself, am I hungry? And make myself truthfully answer myself that question, I can usually walk away from it, at least for the moment. So that's what I would do. Am I hungry? Am I really hungry right now? No, I'm just bored. And then just walk away and go find something productive to do. Well, if I said, yeah, I am hungry, then I would ask myself, as I'm looking at the little thing of pudding or whatever, um, I would just ask myself, is there something just as good inconvenient that would be better for me than the thing that I'm currently have my gaze fixated upon. So I'm sitting there looking at the pudding. Is there something that would be just as good uh, and better for me? And I'd ask that self to my, that question to myself and I would think, well, what, what do we have here? And this is where it takes some, some foresight because you got to have good snacks in the house. You got to have some good options. And you know, I could put that pudding down and pick up some yogurt, which is better for you and less calories. Or can you, can you come up another example that Aaron might grab for a snack? Anybody? <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh, Don. A pickle. Yes, I love pickles. I like pickles as, almost as much as pudding. I'll, I'll be Do honest. I have a thousand dollars now. No, if I had oh, it, I, yes, but I don't. I will send my answer then. I was thinking this is a game show now. All of a sudden, Don wins a thousand dollars, but you Yay! can't. Yay! Like I'm Mark. happy again. <laughs> you both won a thousand. However, due to contractual restrictions with my wife, I'm not allowed to give it to you. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 a pickle. You know, five calories. Um, so yeah. Just making that question. There's something that's just as good. So, like, for example, I go to the pantry. Pantry works just like the refrigerator. You open it and you stand there and you look at it. Um, bag of chips, light popcorn. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, popcorn's warm. A bowl of popcorn, like three cups of popcorn, is 100 calories if you eat the light popcorn. You know how many chips it would take out of a bag of Lay's to make a big a bowl of popcorn? Three cups, I mean, a bowl of chips, three cups of chips. Like 47 of those bags you buy at the gas station that have seven chips in it when you open. <laughs> and those are like 220 calories a piece. So equivalently, you know, it's like uh, the same amount of chips to get the same amount of popcorn would be like 900 calories. So again, I just make that choice. So that was my second question. First question, am I really hungry? Second question, do I have a, a better choice? And the third question and my final question, the real gut check, no pun intended, was this. Is this moving me closer to my goal? I just asked myself that. Is this, is this really helping me? Is this hurting me or helping me? 
And if the answer was yeah, I go ahead and eat it because eating does not always move me further from my goal. I need to eat. I have to have fuel. I've got to have nutrients. I got to have the nutrients. Um, I don't know what that's from, but it's a quote from some movement. What is what is that, Mark? Mark, Don? I don't know. I couldn't get past the da- bad pseudo pan European accent. I, I don't know. The, oh, it's Jack Black and from uh, from Nacho Libre. He's talking. There's no nutrients. Something about the food. Anyway, he's serving the slop. But uh, yeah. So um, if it's not if it's not going to help me, then I I ought to choose for myself to just step away. You know. I run in this neighborhood a lot of time. That's a dead end. There's, this does tie into what I'm talking about. I'm not totally segueing to a different topic. And it has cul-de-sacs. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cul-de-sacs. And I go down a lot of those cul-de-sacs as I'm running. And, you know, cul-de-sacs are kind of bulbous. You know, if you were looking at them on a map, the road goes up and then it's like a big circle. Everybody knows what a cul-de-sac is. I can just run in the cul-de-sac and go straight across and come back. Or I can run, kind of run up to the cul-de-sac and come back. I could quote-unquote cheat. But the only person I'm cheating is myself. And I, I've reminded myself that a lot of times. Sneaking some food or eating something that's off the plan, quote-unquote again, air quotes, is I'm not cheating anybody. I'm cheating myself. The only one. If, if, I'm, if I'm intending to run around the cul-de-sac and I don't run around the cul-de-sac, the only person I'm penalizing, the only person I'm cheating is myself. And so... I'm just trying to take that ownership of my own eating habits again in a more concrete way. I, I got kind of sloppy there for a while, and my calorie intake daily kind of crept up. And so uh, that's when I got up to the 245, 240 thing. So now I'm just locking it back down, eating healthy, not on a diet. I'm not doing some kind of weird thing that I'm going to get off of one day. I'm not doing a particularly strange thing. I'm just eating healthier, making better choices, making the best choice I can, the whole one meal, one workout idea. And moving forward one step at a time. Like I've got in the notes here, every victory, every time I pass up that candy bar or that handful of M&Ms or don't go back for thirds or seconds, no matter how big or small that I did, if I go walk for 30 minutes or go walk for an hour, go run for an hour, every one of those is a step in the right direction. Every one of those moves me closer to that goal uh, of being healthy and being fit and being in shape. So there, I've said it all. I've got it out now. Don, Mark, somebody jump in there and give me a second to catch my breath. I'm out of shape now, you know. Wait 27 pounds last time. Oh, man. Well, I think that, um, I don't know, something that comes to mind, we harp on on candy and stuff a lot, and Snickers and chocolate and cheeseburgers and all that stuff, but something I actually talked to Abby about earlier, and it, and it does tie into what you're saying. Um, you know, if you if you say, is this moving me toward my goal, you can have rewards, you know. Mm-hmm. If you love Snickers, if the Snickers... Just make your day. If it makes your Tuesday the best Tuesday you've had all week, then, you know, <laughs> go run and tell yourself, if I run a mile and a half, I'm going to give myself Snickers. And they may cancel each other out. I don't, you know. I probably wouldn't recommend that every day. Yeah, Snickers every day? I probably wouldn't recommend that every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're a chocoholic, if you live for chocolate, you know, you got to find a way to fit it in the plan. Because mm-hmm. like we say, if you hate it, if you hate living without chocolate, if you hate living without Rocky Red ice cream, you're not going to do it. Don't give yourself a pint of Rocky Red ice cream. Don't <laughs> say, oh, well, I got through work again today because that's probably what got you there in the first place. I mean, that's how I end up where I'm at, you know. Yep. <laughs> I, I hung my it. keys I, up on the hook. Victory, I, give me a pint of ice I, cream. I, 
I, I clocked out. Let's eat a bag of chips. No, it doesn't work that way. No, but you could have you could have a scoop of Rocky Road ice cream if you had a great week and you ate good all week and you didn't end up giving up and throwing in the towel and saying I don't have time to cook anything. I'm going to go get some McDonald's and yeah, the heck not. And yeah, it's going to get you towards your goal because it's not going to let you flatline and just absolutely hate your life because you don't ever eat anything you like anymore. I, I will say this: I have purposely um, worked my calories on a day so that I could. "Quote unquote." Again, um, this is the cliche quote show. Not even, not even treat myself, but just eat something that I want to eat without totally blowing it. You know, eat a light breakfast, eat a light lunch, and then for dinner we go eat a, you know, eat a normal dinner, and then go get some Yogli Mowgli, which is one of the yogurt, local yogurt shops, or Calix, or Ulala, or any, do y'all have any of those? Anybody? No. The self serve yogurt places. Mr. Yogato. <laughs> that's awesome. I hadn't heard of that one. That's so very sticks. I love it. <sighs> yeah. Do you have to say so, Domo Arigato, Mr. Domo Yogato? Arigato? No, you don't say Domo Arigato when you leave that place because it's like, ouch, my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful with those kind of places too because it comes out of that machine fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only prices they have up there are like 68 cents, 79 cents, 85 cents, and then it says per ounce. Right. Yeah. And then well, they yeah, give so- you a 16-ounce cup. So that's what I would do. Um, is I would I would do that. I w- and then I could have my Yogli Mowgli that I wanted to have, or whatever you know. So, uh, Mark, do you have anything you want to jump in there? I you, I thought you were gonna say something for a second. There. No, I I'm you know I'm like I said I, I'm I'm in need of your tutelage today. Well, let me ask this, Mark. I, and I know you're you're not a person. You're a person that's not afraid to be honest and, and transparent. And that's I think in our very first episode, we actually talked about that. Um, uh, about being honest and transparent with our own walks and what we're doing. What would you say, other than being injured, not being able to really exercise much lately, what would you say is your Achilles heel of your diet right now? Where, where if you were to give me a food diary, which I've had people do before when I'm, when I'm helping them, uh, and I were to look at it, where would I go? Well, that right there is a glaringly big chink in his armor that he could shore up pretty easily by making a small manageable change what what where would that be the nine o'clock snack uh end of the day just before bed i get the munchies and i tend to you know go a little nuts a lot nuts and and it's you know it's not like i'm eating you know an entire pint of of you know uh bluebell but it's anything is more than I really should be doing. And it's, you know, I go to the scoop of ice cream instead of, you know, the five almonds or something. So that, that's really the thing that, um, and, and my, let me, let me compose my thoughts. Take your time. You can always go back and edit this out later. (laughs) Make it. My (sighs) biggest problem is when I don't control the menu. So like when I, uh, take my food, uh, to work or I keep food in my drawer at work, I can keep low calorie uh, pre-portioned sort of things there. But when my w- wife cooks something, I'm not in charge of what she cooks and I tend to not let myself be in charge of how much of it I eat. And so it's, uh, I tend, I try to do what you were talking about. I, I, uh, I will really be very lean and very low calorie during the day, uh, little to no breakfast, uh, snacky lunch, so that I can indulge in my wife's wonderful cooking when I get home. What killed me was the two weeks plus that I was home over the Christmas break eating her food three times a day. Right. So I that's that's the next hump I'm going to have to get over. I'm going to have to manage 
uh, portion size of things I really love. Because so, I intentionally surround myself with things I don't like that much. Because if I don't like it that much, I'm not going to overeat it. But right. when presented with a bevy, a constant supply of things I really like, I have a hard time. Um, in fact, I fail far more often than I succeed at managing my own consumption of things I really like. I, I totally understand that. Um, that's why I say when I go out and order, I always order the small burger because I will eat all the burger that's available. There's no such thing as ordering the quarter pounder and eating half of it and taking half of it home. Right. I'll eat all of my burger, even if I order the small one, whatever Nathaniel has left and whatever Cheryl has left every single time. I don't care if that's today, if that's tomorrow, or that's next week. That's what I'm going to do because I just I love hamburgers. I know they're a weakness. Now, let me just, since we got a few minutes here, um, we're doing okay on time, I think. Let me just bounce something off you guys and help me maybe express this. And maybe I'm the only one. Um, I've come to realize through all this journey that uh, I, I've, I've classified, called myself, a habitual overeater. I've said that. I just overeat out of habit. But I think I'm closer to, if not square in the middle of, a food addict in the sense that I can, uh, and I've, I've tried to actually write this before and quanti- put it in a way that I could express it. Maybe you guys can help me. Like I said, almost like a pressure at the back of my head of, I mean, it's almost to the point of the little devil on the shoulder saying, go ahead and eat that. To where it's like, and I don't, I don't know another more flattering term to use other than the unflattering term of compulsion to eat the thing that I want to eat. Just yeah, like yeah, I need to go eat it. Compulsion is a good one. Compulsion is uh, a real good one. And so, what I've learned to do, I think, better than I've done in my entire life in this last 16 to 18 months, uh, and those th- three questions I was talking about earlier, they seem so trite, but it's true. I've helped myself think myself beyond the compulsion. You know, by making myself really analyze what I'm doing and not just acting purely on compulsion. You know, I said before, I think I said it to Steve Cam in one of the episodes with him. Lots of nerds and geeks are fat, but they're also lots of smart nerds and geeks. And we're so smart about everything a lot of times except for our health and making good choices on what we eat. We can build a computer from scratch and we can solve it. You know, every, every level of Zelda and we can beat Zork and... Um, you know, and we can solve polynomial trigonometrical blah, 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 but we can't figure out that if we eat 7,000 calories a day and sit on our butt, we're going to get fat. You know, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to use my brain to be stronger than that compulsion. Uh, jokingly, when I first started, uh, one of the things I said, you know, many times to remind myself was I've declared war on sugar because, you know, I was diabetic when I started. So I was really looking at the sugar thing. I've declared war on sugar. And it's an, it's, I'm a smart person and it's an inert substance. So it should be an easy battle. <laughs> That's, you know, I should be able to outsmart sugar. <laughs> it doesn't have a brain. Uh, so what do you guys think? I mean, Don, you said compulsion is a good word. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, when you're standing in front of the pantry and you want the chips, you want the chips, and you're not even there because it's, because it's mealtime and you're really not even there because you're hungry. But something in the world's not going to be right if you don't eat those chips. And you <laughs> need the chips. You need to get the bag of chips. And you don't even think about it that hard because your hand's already on the bag of chips, you know? Yeah, that's, that's where the, you got to intervene with the thinking. Right, exactly. There's not even that much there. It's, it's, it's like you're just being drawn to the pantry or the fridge. And I have an all idea. of a sudden, 
it's the bag is not even in your hand anymore. It's empty and in the trash can. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. You look up and it's gone. I have an idea. You know those little hand things that you hold? You hold it has a little handle and it has two hands and you flap them and it, their hands clap. You know I'm talking about the little hand clapper clap thing. Them, yeah. Yeah. What if we took those, we mounted them on a spring arm, we put them inside the pantry, and you, you load it, and when you open the pantry, the hand comes out and slaps you. Pow! Like, snaps you out of it. <laughs> oh, whoa! I was fixing to get something out of the pantry. You know, sometimes yeah, I feel like I, I need that. I, I think, Aaron, you bring a good point. And a, a lot of people who aren't, you know, uh, morbidly obese, who haven't been in the situation that all three of us have been in, where we're just, we're carrying an entire extra person with us. Yeah. If you're uh, 20 pounds overweight, this conversation right. is not for you. you you're probably not going to understand this. Just on a basic level, you can't understand it. Just like if you've never, you know, given birth, you can't understand that. So it's that same sort of thing. You have to have experienced it. But there is a, a point at which the the conscious brain checks out like like don says you you're thinking i'm hungry that's the last thought you remember the next thought is i have to throw this empty bag of chips away and you're you're you do have to insert intellect into a basal process and it's it's a it's a whole different way of of learning to live yeah well you know and i think if you haven't been you know probably over 20 probably, i would say maybe 50 pounds is a good round number 50 pounds or more overweight um, you may not understand it, but if you've tried to quit smoking, I bet you understand it. Right. Or if you tried to kick a drug or quit drinking um, alcohol, because it, it is that kind of thing where, for me, like I said, it feels like a pressure at the back of my head. You know, I've I've come to recognize it now. I've, you know, I've, I I I recognize the thing. I can re- I now I can recognize the compulsion. I've become self-aware enough that I know. Oh, I'm not even hungry right now. This is just a compulsion to eat. I've actually gotten to that point. Doesn't mean I always succeed in overriding it. Doesn't mean I always make the right choice. But now I'm at least becoming aware that I'm just right now feeling a compulsion to eat. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to choose to do it the best way I can for me. And that's when I have the pickle or get a glass of water or drink, uh, you know, a non-calorie drink of my choice or whatever. Um, I think that's, that was the change for me this time over any other time of anything I've ever done was starting to recognize that little voice in my head and say, you know what? I choose life for myself over the, you know, giving into that compulsion every time. It's not easy, especially when you start. It's Just funny that you mentioned it. too, the, the physical sensation of like a pressure in the back of your head. Cause I have never actually thought about it, but I can tell you immediately what mine is. It's right here in my throat. Like if you feel like you're going to be sick, Except instead of feeling full, like you're going to vomit, it's empty. Like it's a black hole in there. Like you need to fill it. <laughs> I have to put something in there. And it doesn't right. even, it's so funny because I, now that I think about that, it explains a lot of how, how I eat. Like if I get the bag of chips, I'm not eating a chip at a time. You know, I'm getting a handful of chips and I'm getting them all in my mouth. I'm getting a big mouthful of chips and then I'm just swallowing it. Right. And you got the that's crumbs the all sensation over your, your that I'm shirt, looking for. Right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. mouth feel and the, it's the sensation of swallowing this big handful of food. Oh, yeah. Wow, you may call that's me crazy. amazing. In fact, you probably have called me crazy. But I will be honest, right here in front of the entire interwebs, that I have done this before. I have, in a moment of weakness, picked up an Oreo. Not that that's a horrible thing, but one that I didn't even want. Put it in my mouth, started chewing it, and realized, what in the heck am I doing? And went to the garbage can and spit it out. <laughs> I've done that more than once. Because I'm like, I don't need to eat this Oreo. What am I doing? You know, and... That's just, there's no reason for me to eat this Oreo. I don't want this Oreo. I'm not hungry. I don't need the calories. It's not good for me. There's no reason for me to eat this Oreo right now, except that it's a lifetime compulsion and addiction to food. And I'm just, I'm refusing to give in to that. 
Oh, I thought you were going to go the other way with it and share a story that I have had experience with talking about just feeling like you need to eat more food because you feel fat if you put two Oreos or three Oreos in your mouth at a time. Who does that? But I sure as heck have oh, twisted yeah. an Oreo in half and found the side that has the cream on it on three different Oreos and then scraped the cream <laughs> off one of them onto the other one and then made a triple Oreo cream sandwich. And then when I found out they had double stuffed Oreos, I went and did it there, and that's six layers of cream, and then stuffed that in my mouth. And yeah, that doesn't make you feel fat at all. Yeah. Yeah, so, compulsion. Oh, my Lord, I'm glad you gave me that word. Thank you, Aaron. You know, I actually read an article, um, and they were talking about that your will is like a muscle, and that you use it, and it gets tired, and then it fails. And that's why a lot of people... Uh, fail on diets and things like that. Well, I'm going to make a stand and say that I think they're idiots, but they are right. It's like a muscle, but I think it's the other way. I think you exercise your will and you make it stronger. But every time you'll work it to fail, just like if you take the analogy, and Mark knows this and uh, Don to a degree too, Mark used to lift weights in high school. When you start working out, you work out to failure, but then next time you're stronger and the next time you're stronger, and next time you're stronger. And that's what my life has been over the last 18 months is, you know, I might have been, I, I might have failed in two days the first time, then maybe four days, and maybe eight days. Then, you know, it, it's not that I'm suddenly become uh, some kind of bulletproof to, to overeating because I'm not. I still make stupid mistakes, but I've gotten better at it, making the better choices. Barring my stupid experiment this last week where I gained 30 pounds in two days, um, <laughs> leading up to this, <laughs> I've gotten better at making the better choices. And so, uh, I just want to, that, and that article was very speculative. It was more of like a person's musings than any kind of scientific evidence, which is why I didn't talk about it on the show really as, a, as an in the news type thing. But that's what I'm saying. I, I'm teaching my will. You know, we, we, we actually use that word, I will do this. And the, the original meaning of that word, usually used to people would say, I shall do this. Like, you know, in Texas, we say, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I shall do this. Will really had the idea of a choice. You know, I will to do blah, blah, blah. I choose to do it, you know, from the, from the uh, original language type thing. So when you say, I will eat better, you're really talking about, I'm going to make a choice to eat better, not just I'm going to do it. So anyway, there's a, there's a guy out there named Marty Casey. He was, uh, I found, uh, discovered Did he him strike on, out? No, that was no. Mighty Casey. Sorry. Mighty Casey. Uh, I discovered him on a show a few years ago. They did a rock star in excess, I think it was called, where they were looking for a new lead singer for the band in excess. He actually got second, which he was fine about because he didn't really want to be the lead singer for in excess. He just wanted to get some notoriety so he could make more records. Um, anyway, he's got Marty Casey and the Love Hammers. That's the name of his band. And uh, kind of a eclectic guy. His songs are very eclectic. He's got this one song called Casualty. And this chorus from this song has kind of become my theme. And when I start kind of getting slack, I just put this on my phone or my iPod and listen to it while I'm running, especially as I'm kind of like finishing my run. So I'm just going to quote the chorus to you. Um, and think of it in the context of American culture and making bad choices and being unhealthy. And it goes like this. Rise and fall, climb the walls, won't stop till they have it all. Persistence, resistance, one man can make a difference. The battle's inside of me. The fight's begun, but not yet won, and I won't become one more casualty. And that, that last half, one man can make a difference. The battle's inside of me. You know, 
Um, John Campbell, you know, he's responsible for the title of the show. Get your head right. It is about recognizing, I think, that compulsion, learning your weaknesses mentally, because it, there are physical things that cause your, your brain is, let me back up. Your brain is physical. Your brain is chemical and electrical. So when you say it's a physical thing, I have a physical craving. Well, that, that physical craving is a mental craving as well. It, it's all tied together. And you can take the spiritual part and the soul part and that's separate. But man as a, as a human body is the mental part of him is tied in physically. So it is all in your head, <laughs> in my opinion. The battle's there. If you can, if you can win the mental battle of, of learning how to recognize that compulsion, learning how to make those better choices, willing to make those better choices, the physical part falls in line. I mean, the, 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 the losing the weight physically is really a no-brainer. It's almost an afterthought to, to, um, to kind of run that analogy to its conclusion. Because if you just make the choices, which is where the work is done, then the, the physical change just comes after it. You can't help but if you eat better every day, Mark, and you become more active, your body is going to get slimmer. Absolutely. You know, it's just, that's all there is to it. It's, and it all starts right up here in the cabeza, in the toboggan, under the toboggan, near the toboggan if it's hanging on a peg and you're sitting next to it. So, um, yeah, so there you go. Rise and fall, climb the walls, won't stop till I have it all. Persistence, resistance, one man can make a difference. The battle's inside of me. The fight's begun, but not yet won, and I won't become one more casualty. I refuse to become a casualty to modern American culture and the poor choices I made in my past. There you go. I was going to try, I thought about changing the theme to this show, the intro and outro music to this song, but I don't have permission. Well, it's easy enough to get permission sometimes. Uh, I just wanted to share a, a, a quick story that seems appropriate to our conversation. I was I was talking with my wife the other day, um, which is it's a good thing to do. Talk to your wife. I was actually going to say that. If, exactly if you are married, talk to your wives um, or your husbands in that case. Uh but anyway, we were talking about the whole weight loss thing, and she had uh, just been introduced to uh, some new teachings that she saw online, the uh, the low glycemic index, no carb people, the Gary Taubes and those guys. And and she was really, it appealed to her because the, the, the message of a lot of those diets is it's not about how many calories you eat, it's about what kind of calories you eat. If you eat the right thing, you can eat anything you want, and it's all about chemistry. And and there's some pseudoscience to back it up. There's a lot of really bad science to back it up. But what, what I was telling her is for somebody in your place, Aaron, who has the last 20 vanity pounds to lose, that may very well work for you. That may be exactly the right thing. But for somebody who has to lose... 100% of his body weight, you know, somebody who has to lose everything. There's no trick to it. There's no diet I can go on. There's no way I can trick my body. It has to be a choice that I make every day for the rest of my life. Now, once I get down to a manageable, as I start approaching normal, as you say, then maybe for those last few pounds, I can try some stuff. And and those studies that they always talk about are relatively healthy people who are 40 pounds overweight and mm-hmm. they see that sort of thing. I've never seen ever, ever a study of people who weighed 400 pounds or more. I've, they just don't do it. It's not good science, right? Because those people are outside the, the norms. But those are the people, you know, that's me. And that, you know, that's the, those are the people that, that we need to talk to. And it, and it is all in your head. Get your head right. Then, then maybe you can try some tricks. 
But we've got to get control of that compulsion. That other person who lives inside your skull has to be beaten down. Yep. Exactly. So now I'm excited. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm excited for you being excited, Mark. But you, you know the um, the uh, the I would say the other day the um, two months ago, you know, I did the intermittent fasting thing just for fun, just to kind of try something exactly like you're talking about, just to shake things up a bit. And uh, it was fine, but it wasn't for me. I'd rather just be normal, just eat average, <laughs> you know, and not do some kind of weird thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to slice my potatoes sideways and bake them in a microwave and then put them through a press and drink that juice in the mornings and then have a, I don't know. I, I just don't want to do something weird. I just want to eat normal foods with normal people and just be reasonable about it. So that's, that's my goal. Speaking of reasonable foods, for dinner tonight, I had grilled asparagus, brown rice with mushrooms, and baked flounder. Baked flounder, I said. That sounds delicious. Good. It was. So, <clears throat> I'm not trying to truncate our topic. I just know we've yelled and screamed enough about right. it tonight. I think we I think we beat the topic into submission. <laughs> if we Indeed. had to beat our compulsions into submission. Uh, baked flounder... Um, Starting our new tips uh, of the week here, um, last week we gave you the Weight Watchers. Just go to Weight Watchers. There's plenty of stuff there, but drilling into something specific, I'm going to try to actually give you, and Don, Mark, if you guys have suggestions, great. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm going to try to give you actual recipes that we've actually tried that are actually good. Boil Not just chicken. go, Yeah, boil the chicken. <laughs> Not just go randomly pick a, 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 a recipe off a website. This is one my wife um, randomly picked off a website called uh, from allrecipes.com. Allrecipes.com. So there's a huge resource of recipes for you right there. This is a fairly quick recipe. It takes like 10 minutes to, to do, 10 minutes to cook, and it was really good. Uh, so if you like flounder, if you like fish, and you like baked fish, it's a very reasonably um, calorie-wise, portion-wise. It's like 212 calories a portion. So, um, and it was great. Now, I will say, be careful. You may, if you read the reviews, lots of good reviews about it, but if you cook it, it's possible to overcook it a little bit, and it will get mushy. The thinner pieces of the fish got real mushy on us. The part, the you know, the fatter, meatier part of it was fantastic. So uh, we'll put that link in the show notes. Baked flounder, courtesy of all recipes, and um, it's good. Dom, are you going to say something? Indeed not, sir. Okay, Mark. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. If 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 somebody had a recipe they wanted to share with us, Mark. Where might they put said recipe? That would be an excellent forum thread to begin on the uh, One Meal, One Workout forums over at ElementOP.com. It would be a great place for us to share uh, recipe failures and successes. You know, let us know <laughs> what things don't work out. Uh, but uh, ElementOP.com is the parent company of the One Meal, One Workout podcast empire. Uh, and uh, we uh, we are the uh, production wing of, of Aaron's bid to take over the world one meal at a time. Uh -huh. Uh, and we have forums over there, One Meal, One Workout. Check them out. Share with uh, people like yourselves. Become a part of the community and uh, give back. And, and don't be afraid to take all at the same time because that's we're dishing out good content every day. And uh, there's more of it over there to be had. ElementOP.com. Yeah, I just want to you know end tonight's ranting and raving and expostulating with saying this. Um, don't forget, uh, if you, if you, or maybe you didn't know, that 18 months ago, I weighed 400 pounds. Now, obviously, I weighed 270 pounds a couple of days ago, so 
<laughs> I, uh, I, I'm not where I was, but I'm going back down there. But that was 18 months ago. That wasn't 10 years ago. It didn't take me five years. It didn't take me 10 years. 18 months ago, I had diabetes. I was hypertensive. I couldn't walk across the street without getting out of breath. I weighed 400 pounds. And 18 months later, I'd lost 150 pounds. Plus, I, you know, at one point, I got, like I said, 233. So um, it is possible. I mean, it is possible. Don's lost 100 pounds. Mark's lost 70 pounds. And all three of us are on this journey together. And we are going to get healthy and we're going to stay healthy. And all we want to do is help you do that too. So if there's anything I can do, any way, in po- any way at all possible, just give me a shout either on the forums or you can just go to onemealworkout.com, comment on a post on there, or just email me at double A R O N at onemealworkout.com. And uh, anything I can do to help you, I will honestly do it because I want to see people who are like me, morbidly obese, pretty much just kind of getting by day to day, um, have a life that's a lot, a lot healthier, longer, and just basically more enjoyable in general. So that's it for tonight. Remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, including mashing potato slices and juicing them and drinking it, uh, it's recommended that you consult your healthcare provider.